Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is episode number 76, The Journey, I Smell Summer. Welcome to season three of this podcast. You can find me at wideopenspaceswithelise.com. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. You can listen to me wherever you love listening to your favorite podcast. Pop in those earbuds and let's go on a journey. This podcast evolved out of a global pandemic, COVID-19. While we were all sitting home trying to figure out what to do with ourselves, I created this podcast. With my journalism skills and my therapeutic skills as a therapist, I created a podcast that I would hope would help me reach out to those who were struggling or just going through average everyday life things. You know, those things that throw us off, make us question, make us feel down, make us feel sad, make us feel anxious or stressed. And so I felt that sitting from my home with my microphone on my computer, I could reach out and learn from others at the same time. And now we're on season three, which is so exciting to me. Episode number 76. I decided to give season three a theme, which is the journey. I believe that we all have different journeys that we take in our lives or different chapters in our lives. And for me, I went on a journey in the past year where just one thing piled up after the other and it felt like I never got a respite, a a chance to breathe or a little bit of a break. Just when I was coming down off of one difficult, stressful situation, something else happened. And so that's where I decided to name season three, The Journey, and then talk about some of the things that I went through and how I coped and hoping that it would strike a chord with at least one of you. If I touch at least one person out there, my goal is completely accomplished. And so this episode is called I Smell Summer. We are in June, so it's the beginning of those feelings of summer. And before I start that, most of you who have listened know that I am from Parkland, Florida, where there was the mass shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. I've done podcasts on it during the anniversary. Um, Most of us have heard about Uvalde, Texas, and the 21 that were killed there. And we march for our lives, had a march this weekend. And it's not about what I believe about guns or gun control. It's about how we can keep our children safe in school or people who are in a grocery store or in a movie theater or a mall. And so I marched with my two girls right here in Parkland. When we had March for Our Lives, when the Parkland shooting happened, I marched on Washington with my one daughter. And it was extremely empowering. And so this time after Uvalde and creating another March for Our Lives to save our kids, I did it right here in Parkland where March for Our Lives started. And it's not about politics for me. It's just the simple fact about keeping our kids safe. And so I marched with my two girls and listened to different speakers. And it was really empowering to have civil protest against things that we want changed. And I believe in standing up for what you believe in civilly without 
riots or property damage, but just holding your sign, saying what your word is or your phrase is that you want to get out to the public. So if there are things that you feel you need changed, go to civil protest or where they're standing in front of courthouses to get things done. Go with your sign. I have to say it's quite empowering to stand up for what you believe in. I think as humans, we really do need to feel that power because otherwise we are powerless. And even if things don't change, which would be sad and tragic, ultimately, to know that I took a part in trying to make change makes me feel at least that I did something. And when the mass shooting happened here in Parkland, country, the world, there were protests everywhere, stood up for what happened in Parkland. And so it was my turn to pay it forward. And I'm proud of myself and I'm proud of my girls for doing that. Okay, off that soapbox. Let's go to I Smell Summer. So one of my journeys that I've had with those building up of layer upon layer is I got COVID-19. And again, if you are a listener, you know when COVID first happened, how fearful I was and how I created this world in my home to help me cope with not going out and the fear of getting COVID. And so I did. I got COVID-19. And it's amazing what it's done to my body. It's really changed different things. And I'm only hoping and praying that they'll go back to normal. I, I really feel like I'm crawling and clawing my way back to who I was before COVID. Now, because I had a surgery, I feel that that made me susceptible to COVID. I was a juror on a jury for three weeks, and that's where I got COVID. Literally, the night the trial ended, I started to feel sick. So in my head, I'm so frustrated because I'm like, okay, I did my civic duty. I I didn't give excuses of why I couldn't be a juror. I sat on that jury for three weeks and I got COVID. So, so much from getting some good karma from it. But ultimately, I think we'll all get it at some time in our lives as long as COVID's out there. But I won't get into the details of the three days that it was just bad. I felt like a Mack truck hit me. And the first day I felt sick, I tested myself and it was negative, but I felt so bad again the next day and tested again and it was positive and I knew it was going to be positive. The ironic thing is, you remember back when we started to hear about the Wuhan virus and coming from China and They thought maybe there were cases in the United States and there was this group of people that would show up at the hospital and they'd say they had a really bad case of the flu, but they thought maybe looking back that they had COVID. I was one of those people. I didn't go to the hospital, but I honestly had never been sicker in my life. And after getting it again, I had the same symptoms, just not as severe because I've been vaccinated and boosted. And so... It was, I guess, a lesser version, but still horrible nonetheless. And so I'll say now that I've had COVID twice because I really do believe that. 
and my body's not the same. So forget the fact that I had a quarantine for two weeks because I didn't test negative for two weeks. So I isolated myself in the room and I had to really tap into my coping skills because you kind of start to go like, you know, four walls, same TV shows, same music over and over, you know, can't interact with people. So I really had to focus on ways to occupy myself with healthy things. And after I was able to go out, I noticed that my lung capacity is still not the same. Went away with friends this weekend and there were four of us and I was always trailing behind because I just couldn't keep up with my lung capacity. Or when we climbed stairs, I was slowly climbing the stairs and I literally can fall asleep sitting up. And I didn't realize because I do smell, but I didn't realize how much it's affected my sense of smell. So a little funny story. We're four women, two in each room. And my, let's say, friend roommate and I got up and we went to go watch the sunrise on the balcony. And she says, do you smell that weed? And I'm going, no. She goes, it's getting stronger. You don't smell it? I'm literally sucking it in. And I smell nothing. I mean nothing. And if you've ever smelled marijuana, weed, or the, the thing that goes in the vaping, you smell it. And so I started after that when I got home, started smelling things and realizing that even if I did smell it, it was very, very faint. So there's a new side effect that I've noticed. Um, I knew my taste was off because things tasted very salty. But now I know my sense of smell has also been off. So on this little getaway with my friends, it was kind of like a perfect storm for me, let's say, because I'd been trying to claw my way. You know how you get like when things are just happening to you and, you, and you're trying just to pull your head above water. And that's what I was doing. And so this little break of going away for one night, two days on the beach and the ocean and the pool kind of was like um, a new chapter in a book for me. A way for me to, even though I'm dealing with some of these side effects, a way to start a new chapter in a book. And what better way to start a chapter in a book than with summer? And so I started to really focus on what was going on around me and the sights of people on the beach and really taking in that summer's here. I smell summer, visually, physically, maybe not so well smelling, but the taste of summer, the sounds of summer. And in the past, you know, I mean, especially if you have kids in school or you are a kid in school or lots of people, even if not, you take your summer vacations and you have all these ideas, especially if you live up north and you're kind of stuck in part of the year because it's cold out. You have all these ideas of what you want to do with your summer. And they're just floating up there. And, you know, I want to try the ropes course. I want to try a jet ski. I want to go to the beach. I want to read a book. I've, all these things, you get the idea. And I always had that because I am a summer girl. I was born in the summer. I grew up in South Florida. 
I'm not allowed to be in the sun anymore, but I love summer. It's just a time of coming alive for me. And I would always go through summer with all these exciting things that I wanted to do. And at the end, I'd go, hmm, I never got to do this, 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 and that. And it was because I really didn't set any goals for myself. Setting goals doesn't have to be because you're being dysfunctional in a certain situation or things aren't happening for you or just to get you motivated, you need to set goals for yourself or to work through issues. It's just about a time like summer and wanting to experience and do things. And if you don't set those goals, they don't always happen. And next summer's a long way away. And so I thought to myself, it's almost like when you're reading a book and it has the different chapters, right? And the different chapters have names. Or when you create an outline, when you go to write a paper and you outline how the different topics that you're going to cover in your paper. Well, setting goals for your summer is kind of similar to chapters in a book or writing an outline. It's envisioning taking in the feels of summer to identify what you really want to do. I even had a friend who said, summer's upon me and I really want to plan it because I want these things to happen. And that's an epiphany in itself when you can acknowledge that, I, that you know if you don't plan, they may not happen. So, it's time to think about your summer. And how do you want to set your summer goals? What are the things you want to do, like a must? And then you can have those subcategories of maybe you'll do this or that. But if you don't get to them, you can save them for another time. But put those musts, those things you really, really want to do this summer. Because sometimes when we don't plan... And then we start, we can't get those things going or happening. I, a big thing here now, if, you, if you're planning on going to Disney World, for example, you have to buy your tickets ahead of time because since COVID, they only let so many people into the parks on each day. And so if the park is full, all the tickets have been bought, you can't go into the park that day. So it requires planning if you know or think you might be wanting to go to Disney? Or what about a vacation in a specific location? And then you wait to the last minute and there's no vacancies in the hotel. Or they've racked up the price because they know you're trying to book last minute, thinking you're desperate. You don't want something that you really want to do to be affected because of basically procrastinating or not finding the time to make those goals to get those things accomplished. And so it does require planning. Trips require planning. Getting things done require planning. And even if you're, let's say, a teacher, and I know a lot of teachers who in the summer get all their doctor's appointments in and stuff, that's great. That's getting those things out of the way so you don't have to deal with them when you're really busy during the school year. 
but make sure you also set those goals for what you want to get accomplished in the summertime. It's not a silly thought. It's not a frivolous thought because it's all coping skills. It's all utilizing the weather and the time of year to do things that you might not be able to do at other times of year. And most of it is being outside with nature. I mean, what's this podcast called? Wide Open Spaces with Elise. There's wide open spaces in ourselves that we need to fill, but there's also so many wide open spaces to explore. Now, some of you might be thinking, I financially can't do it this year. Things are tough this year financially. There's a possible recession. and So, yes, we have to acknowledge that. And, yes, we can't um, be negligent and spend money that we don't have because what does that do? When those bills come in, then you have the stress of how am I going to pay those bills and the debt racking up. So you need to really think about what you're going to do. And if money is an issue, well, then you've got to get creative, don't you? I mean, the beach is for free. The ocean is for free. Sitting by a lake and having a picnic is for free. Many of the museums, especially in our state's capital, the Smithsonian's, are free. Reading a book that you get from a library is free. So I don't want to hear the excuse or for you to give yourself the excuse as a pass that I really can't have a great summer because I financially can't afford it. You can afford to have a great summer. You just have to be creative and think outside of the box. Take a hike. Take a walk. Sit by a lake, even if it's not a picnic. Do your meditation in different areas that you haven't done them before. Read different kind of books that you might have not read. Maybe you just read novels. Maybe read self-help. Maybe read a book on how to become a badass. There's so many ways that you can expand your mind and your thought process all year long, but especially in the summer. Because let's really be realistic. Summer has a laid-back feel to it. And so you want some of those activities and things that have that laid-back feel to them. Go and do those things and really experience them. I want you to envision for a second, as I'm talking, what would you like to do this summer? That's your first step. What do I want to do this summer? What did I want to do last summer that I didn't get accomplished? What can I do to, like, for me, claw myself out from a deep, dark place because of surgery and and COVID and other things that have happened to me in a very short span of time? I mean, I could sit and feel sorry for myself, couldn't I? I could sleep all day long, couldn't I? I could isolate myself from others. I could do that, too. It's not who I am, so it won't happen. I will struggle to always keep my head above water. And that's your ultimate goal, no matter what you're going through, is there will be bad and there will be negative things, but that doesn't mean there can't be positive things interwoven with them. 
or if you've just come off something hard like experiencing COVID. Find those things, even if you're limited because of certain, like me, my lung capacity, there's so many things that I can do. And I can work on building up that lung capacity by exercising or walking or riding bikes, whatever it is. I have to set goals. If I just sit here, if you just sit here like me and start listening like, oh, I could take surf lessons. I could plan a trip to the Bahamas. I could take a road trip uh, to a favorite place that I like to hike. I could get a cabin in the mountains where there's a lake and waterfalls. I could, I could. But if you don't plan, then you can't because it doesn't happen. And how sad is that when you have the time or just the feel and the smells of summer to utilize that? And they can be very, very simple. We all have parks where we live. During the week, most United States parks are free. On the weekend, they're a nominal fee. Parks that have trails and you can rent boats to go on the lakes and you can ride bikes or you can just walk the trails and look at nature. But you've got to plan these things. Yes, there's always spontaneity in life. And go with that spontaneity. But sit down with yourself. And not just talk like I'm talking. Set your goals. Give it a title. Give it summer loving. Or like I titled this, I smell summer. Summer fun. Summer blasts summer highs, whatever. Give your list a title and then sit for a minute. Close your eyes and think for a minute. What does summer mean to you? And how can I get the most out of summer? And what do I want to do by myself and with, or with others? And make sure there's a combination of solitary activities and group activities. Because they're both important and they both help us in different ways. So sit with your eyes closed and think of summer and what you can realistically do. Don't set goals that you know financially you can't do. Make them realistic. This is not about creating more stress in the future for yourself. And... Make sure that no matter what you do, you are physically fit for it. Don't take risks if you're not at the physical capacity that you should be. Sometimes we have to acknowledge that there's certain things we can't do physically. That doesn't mean we're hindering ourselves, but we also don't need to injure ourselves, which causes a whole other thing of problems. And, and that's not what this is about. This is about having a healthy, happy, productive summer. So are your eyes closed? Are you thinking about what you'd like to do this summer? Really think. And when you have a moment, create your chapters in your book or your outline. Give it a title and set your goals. I'm not going to give you a minimum or a maximum. That's your own self-discovery on what you realistically think you can accomplish. But don't let summer go by without having those fun times and those carefree times of summer. 
even if it is just going to a lake or the beach. Plan it for yourself. Plan it with others. Sometimes it's really hard to get people together to find a weekend or a day. If you want to do a little weekend away, finding in people's schedules. I mean, in reality, people are still working unless you're teachers and you have off for your summer when you work all year long. So you've got to schedule that. So don't wait to the last minute if there's certain people that you know you want to spend time with. Plan it. Create it. Make it realistic. And make it fun. I feel the sand between my toes. I feel the sun dancing around the umbrella that's swaying over my head, protecting me from the sun. I see people splashing in the ocean waves. I see the sea dews going quickly across the ocean and the sound of them hitting the ocean. I hear laughter. I hear the waves hitting the shore. I take a deep breath in and I smell that salty air. I feel the salt on my skin from the ocean. The cool water from the ocean at a perfect temperature, not too warm, not too cold, refreshing as my body bobs with the slow, soft waves. I crinkle my feet in the sand below the ocean. It's wet and smooth and it moves with the ocean waves and I feel my toes sinking in the sand. I feel the lounge chair under my body supporting my body. I have that fresh, frozen, tropical drink in my hand, the coldness, the coolness, as it goes down my throat, refreshing me with those summer flavors. The book sitting on my lap, waiting to be read. The music pumping through my earbuds of relaxing, tranquil, meditative sounds. Just laying there with my eyes closed. On the beach, in those wide open spaces. For me, taking it all in. The breath the feels, the sounds, the sights, the beauty of going to the beach. And that's how I want you to identify what you want to do this summer and what you want to accomplish this summer. Use summer as a coping skill for you, especially when you're struggling. Life is hard and life takes work. And if you don't put the work in, you don't get the results. Life is also very short, so don't let this be another summer that just passes you by without accomplishing and doing those things that you know will make you feel good, will make you feel healthy, will make you feel like you're really doing something for yourself.
I smell summer. Do you smell summer? And if you don't, stop what you're doing. Go outside. Feel the sun on your face, even if you're working. Take a five-minute break. Feel the sun on your face, the air becoming warmer. You may even sweat a little bit, but that's summer. So make sure you set those goals for yourself so that you can look back on the summer of 2022 as a happy time. And oh, don't forget to snap those fun pictures. It's always fun to make those little videos of your summer, almost like a documentary of what your summer was for yourself. Putting music to it and little stickers with little words. Something to always look back on and reminisce to remember the summer of 2022. It's a good way to kind of save those memories for the future. Thank you for joining me at Wide Open Spaces with Elise. I smell summer. Go out and explore all those wide open spaces in your world and remember something. Positive thoughts always create positive energy. Pop in your earbuds and listen to me anywhere you love listening to your favorite podcast. Enjoy your summer and ciao.